Hello, this is Chris O'Regan, and you're listening to The Sausage Factory. episode 336 of The Sausage Factory. Welcome! In this episode, I chat to Balthazar Oxieta of Innerspace VR about their world-transporting mystery adventure game, Mask Maker. This is one incredible game. It really reaches deep into the concept of VR more than most VR games I've played. And that's a big thing to say. And many VR game developers say the same thing but this one this one is incredible this has you taking blocks of wood putting them on a workbench and then chiseling out a mask which you then paint and then put on your face in a virtual world which then transports you into another world it's just incredible and i had a great time chatting to balthasar lovely guest all my guests are lovely but balthasar especially so it's really really opened up about how they made this incredible game that is Mask Maker and I'm so happy to have them on the show to talk about it because it's a it's a game that really advances the medium there's the more big claims by me but it's true it genuinely is an excellent excellent game that I actually do recommend to people play for the first time in VR so if you want to know what VR is really like what it's really about then Mask Maker is one of those games that that really does a fantastic job of advertising and demonstrating what you can really do with VR. So without further ado, let's listen to me from the past talk to Balthazar. Chris, take it away. Balthazar. There you go. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Hello. Who are you and what do you do? Um, so uh, I'm a, a VR creator, I can say. Uh, I'm the co-founder and creative director at uh, Inner Space VR, uh, 
uh, studio. Uh, so I, I've co-founded uh, uh, almost six years ago um, at the early stages of the of the resurgence of uh, the VR industry. Good, well put. Thank you for the saying this resurgence. It didn't appear. It was it would it existed previous to that kind of ish. Yeah, uh, true. yeah, uh, and I remember those days, and I never actually experienced it because I, thought that, that, I just looked at it and went, "Yeah, no, <laughs> just no." How about that? And I was around at the time, but uh, when it when it reappeared in 2011, 2012, and 2013, that kind of thing, when it started to emerge on the you know the PS, you know, the PlayStation Four and stuff, that was um, that was an important time. Um, although I do remember PAX. 2013, I think it was, PAX West and the dreaded pink eye incident. But we're not going to talk about that now. The dreaded pink eye, no. Uh, yeah. I'm not aware of that, unfortunately. But it, it, it looks uh, yeah, enticing. Yes, it was basically people putting on a headset without it being properly cleaned and then they got their eyes infected. It wasn't nice. It was uh, yeah, most no. unpleasant. But there no. it is. There it is. So, my second question to you is this. How did you make your start making video games? You gave a little subtle hint to that, but to expand on how did you make your start making these extraordinary games in VR? Uh, yeah, uh, so it's yeah, it's really related to uh, my um, introduction to VR actually, because before uh, doing uh, doing games uh, and before doing VR, I, I was uh, I was more uh, so I, I I come from a cinema school. So um, I, I was really interested in, in telling stories uh, uh, through the lens, uh, but uh, I was really curious how to tell uh, stories that could be more interactive than what you had in cinema, and also in, uh, stories that um, engage uh, people in a more intimate way, uh, and also more engaging physically. So um, I started to, uh, after making a few short movies in school and experimenting with the with the camera, I started to think about um, how could video games and video uh, game tools uh, like uh, Unreal Engine or CryEngine, which is the first uh, software I used, uh, could be used to, to tell uh, stories in a different way. Um, and the intimate, intimate component came with the VR, uh, because um, the only way to uh, I, I thought back in the day to, to create a really different um, uh, kind of um, experience uh, was to instead of being in a, in a room with a with a crowd of people looking at the screen. Uh, the, it could be the opposite uh, with the with a VR headset. It could be you in front of a screen alone, like in a bubble. And I really like the idea, and that's where the, these two components starting to play with uh, video game software and using the, the the VR headset to create a different experience to tell stories. That's that's when these two things uh, came together that I really uh, jumped on on, a, on the boat. But the, the um, like uh, but at first I, I uh, did uh, it was really like uh, experiencing the two uh, these two like medias 
and um, and and I couldn't uh, uh, call myself a proper video game developer because I was just doodling with the with the tools. Um, so we we made a lot of uh, so I, I started to 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 work with more like uh, like uh, stuff inspired by cinema, so more linear, and it's only gradually that uh, I understood the power of. Um, of uh, interaction in games and how uh, interaction and story could uh, intertwine. Uh, and I, and uh, it's only in 2000, uh, so I started doing VR in 2010, 2011, so just before Oculus uh, uh, appeared. And, uh, and my first game was created in 2016, uh, 2017. I started to work on a Fisherman's Tale like, uh, Six years after starting working with VR, so um, it's it's really related to my apprentice, uh, to yeah, my at- apprenticeship of the VR medium, and uh, yeah, and how uh, and, and and how interaction uh, can engage a user in a, in a story, and I stumble upon making games gradually in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it really shows in in Mask Maker. We're going to talk about that later, but. You know, it really, really shows that you have a very keen understanding of the medium of VR more than others. I'm not denigrating other VR games. Please don't think that listener or or any or yourself, Balthazar. But there's the, there's this, I get a sense from playing Mask Maker, uh, and believe me, I have. Uh, really, you really have a innate. That's the only word I can think of. Understanding. Of what it really can do and where it can take people, not in an uncomfortable way, but it just you know, exploiting things. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on in the show. But no, that that answers a lot of questions that we already had about. Hang on, how do you know Thank how you, to Chris. do this? Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. So um, this next, this is the dreaded question, the third question. Okay, and uh, it's a really open-ended somewhat nebulous question but i ask it <laughs> i ask it because you're a creator and as a creator of things it's important that we know the answer to this question because it is basically one build a point up is what are your biggest influences what is the things you find yourself drawn to and orbiting over and over again whether you like it or not what's what what is the things or thing that uh, you find you're most influenced by? Um, true, that is a bit uh, nebulous because uh, I, uh, I'm interested in many things in, in life. Yes. Uh, I'm. I, I'm. Um, some people uh, say uh, that I'm. Uh, I have a very eclectic uh, kind of uh, way of uh, seeing things or loving things. And um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's difficult to say. Uh, um, probably my most important influences, uh, because it's where I come from before making video games, as I said, uh, it's the cinema. Um, and still today, even even if I'm um, completely like um, completely like work uh, day to day working uh, in the virtual worlds and uh, using. Uh, 
uh, tools like Unreal Engine and uh, doing very game-oriented things, um, I feel like uh, I'm, I'm still really drawn to the kind of uh, stories uh, cinema can can bring, the kind of emotions cinema can bring, even if that's not the medium I, 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 uh, I use. Um, but uh, the fact that... Uh, with a, a camera, you can uh, capture reality and capture emotions from actors. Uh, I think is a really, uh, yeah, powerful tool. And I would like to, um, in a way, with the me medium I'm, I'm using uh, VR, uh, being able to capture emotions and capture reality uh, in my own way. Um, so, uh, so movies are a great inspiration for me. So. Another way of saying it is a kind of, and this is a bit mechanical, for forgive me, but it feels like you, you like the idea of delivering a narrative that people can engage with using empathy and that kind of tool because human beings are you're generally quite good at that. That's why mm. we are what we are. But generally that sounds like to me that you 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 inspired, driven, if you will, or inspired by the idea of delivering stories worthwhile stories that people want to hear and should hear um via this uh, very tactile for want of a better word medium yeah, yeah um so yeah i mean it's an overused phrase especially when it comes to vr but it's a it's the best word it's the best word to describe it in many regards but not always because there's something else that we're going to delve into later on yeah. i can't keep dangling these carrots don't i at the audience but that's what i do Keep them listening. But anyway, <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you. Tactile is a is not the best word or the best way to to talk about uh, what uh, what kind of feeling you can bring into VR because mm. it's not exactly that. No. Uh, but uh, I think it's it's it reflects uh, a, a part of the the experience and at least it's some it's it's a goal to reach uh, have, have a kind of tact uh, uh, tactfulness. Mm -hmm. Can we say? <laughs> uh, and uh, and and the, and the fact that your your body is is there uh, for me is a really important uh, yes. yeah part of the of the of the experience. Absolutely, the fact you got to like you drop something, you you have to bend down and yeah. pick it up because yeah. you've just dropped it. Not. Not you know oh yeah you've, you've you've it's just you just got to highlight it with a mouse and you'll pick it up or magically float in your face and you've got this disconnect no no yeah. no no and you've got to pick that up now because you just dropped it that's a bit unfair well yeah, maybe VR is not for easy uh, game <laughs> it's not is it no it's not I mean you know the best example I have is the fact that in Half Life Alex when you have to reload the gun in Call of Duty you just press square or something right. Mm -hmm. um, or R if you do your mouse and keyboard but in, in Half-Life Alex you've got to get the magazine from your bag eject the old magazine drop the old magazine slam the new magazine into it then charge the gun with a new bullet yeah but it's so much more fun in it is it yeah. is it is absolutely and because um, as as we said because of the tact the tact tactile uh, component yeah. of it because yeah. you have the sound because you have the vibration yeah and i don't want to say it's it's as fun as uh, cocking a real gun but uh, no 
I've done but that. But it's <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it gives a feeling that uh, that is a kind of uh, yeah that is interesting. Mm. And 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 uh, you want you want more of it? Yes. Oh yes, don't I know? Yeah. <laughs> so, next question then. Also a difficult one for different reasons though. What developer do you most admire in the industry and why? Um. So. Um... I know um, the, the the developer I'm uh, I'm I'm most inspired by uh, uh, nowadays is um, the developer of the so it's 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 more of an experience. It's called the Under Presence. Have you tried right. this game? No, I'm gonna have to do um, that now. It's uh, developed by a, a team uh, a studio called Tender Close. Okay. Uh, so uh, Tender Close is, uh, I think it's a, it's a small team of developers doing VR uh, since a few years already, and they have done great, um, really, really great experiences. Also narrative driven, so we feel really uh, like, um, it's like a similarity in, in terms of inspiration and aspirations for the, the medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were really, uh, uh, really uh, amazed by their, the, the, their most recent work, especially the Under Presence, which is a really new kind of, or at least I feel this is new kind of experience where it blends um, like games, uh, theater, and, and and social network in a way, uh, because you you can go there in in, in and there's uh, not even a really clear purpose. Uh, but you can uh, go in like a story world where you will, when you where you meet other people um, uh, also uh, driven by by the same need of of uh, uh, under, uh, trying to understand what's the the meaning of being there and um, and you can uh, stumble upon like small scenes either th- uh, that have been pre-recorded by actors or even live actors that are doing some. Um, some small like uh, some small scenes and and uh, and they're not and they're not really planned. So you you when you go into the game the, the experience you're not really sure that you will find something or not. And I really like this uh, this element of uh, not randomness but uh, the the fact that uh, something really magical can happen and you share it with others. But uh, sometimes it's just the desert and, and nothing happens. And uh, yeah, there's a, a really, um, it's like life in a way. So I think mm. it's, it's pretty strong. Um, and yeah, so the under presence by, uh, by Thunderclaws, I really, uh, you should really check, uh, check this one. Uh, I, yeah. I hope I haven't uh, really spoiled too much uh, the, the experience. Uh, oh, no, 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 I'll have a look. Check it out. Might get one on the show. <laughs> to have a chat about it so yeah um so excellent answer and i will definitely have a look at that but last question of the first half see you well well done you made it just one more question yeah yeah <laughs> i'm <laughs> eager to, to move to the next stage yeah yeah no um last question is this what are you playing right now um, right now, I'm not playing a lot because uh, it's been really busy uh, launching yeah. the game. Um, 
but uh, something I, I haven't played um, uh, enough, uh, and I would really like to to dig more into the the, the, the details. Is uh, it's it's an obvious obvious choice, but it's uh, it's Half-Life Alyx because even if I played uh, the um, the game once, I I would like to go back and and see uh, yeah and. and I, I've heard that they have um, like a commentary uh, version of the game. They do, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking over the the game, and I would love mm-hmm. to to hear uh, from the developers like small details uh, of st- stuff how they made the game uh, and and stuff I I could learn from from them and use in our, our uh, own uh, on uh, yeah work. That's a great yeah. I mean, it's my game of the year last year. Um, outstanding uh prior to that was outer wilds because it's outer wilds but no yeah half-life alex uh it's just an extraordinary experience and i never thought i'd be scared of head crabs again but lo and behold <laughs> i became scared of them again um, I, I don't think it's the most scary uh, part of the game uh but uh and yeah but but they are quite uh, quite scary uh, yeah it's the black ones with the acid spitting that's the, yeah, ones, that's the black ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're pretty horrible um but uh yeah i, I always I thought about the name of the character in the um, in the vodka distillery, uh, what's the name of this, this chapter? This is it is really well known because it's the part of the game where uh, most players feel the most scared. Feel the most scared. Oh, I can't remember. remember mm. this, uh, this part. I mean, where... half yeah, Half Life Two had Ravenholm, but you know, return to Ravenholm. No, no one wants that. But I don't remember. I have to check. I do remember when they appeared and scared the Jesus out of me. But never mind. But yeah, wonderful, wonderful job. So, there end of the first half. Let's move on to the second half where we delve deep into Mask Maker. Let's uh, let's uh, enter the screen. So, first question is the in big the music. Yes, yes. Oh, there, there's music. <laughs> they, they, they've the just heard some. Music us. They, they've heard some. It's fine. The listeners have been been entertained in the magical world of editing. So well done. So, uh, the first question isn't a question as regular listeners will know. First question is as a request. Can you, Balthazar, I wish you the best of luck with this. In your own words, what is Mask Maker? Um, 
Maxmaker is an adventure game where um, you are uh, when you where you d discover uh, inside an abandoned mask shop uh, that you are that, that <laughs> sorry it's a you, so you discover this uh, an abandoned mass shop, and you um, you also discover that uh, that you have a role to play, a specific role in this in this place, uh, and you're not just um, uh, like um, um, no nobody. Uh, you're, you're not just a customer. You're there for for a reason, and and you discover that these masks in this in this abandoned shop uh, hold a certain power. And you and and the and voices uh, and ghosts that are kind of trapped in the shop uh, lead you to um, a hidden place inside Binis, uh, 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 the the shop. The, which is the mask maker workshop, where you you're led by these voices to uh, become uh, the apprentice of the the mask maker, uh, and and this place was in a way seeking uh, someone, um, and you're this pers this person, so you in in the workshop you're able uh, you're given power powers to create also these mag magical masks that are in the shop and and uh, as you wear them you realize that there is an imaginary world you can um, discover through through these masks by wearing them and uh, in this in this this world uh, there is someone uh, that that is awaiting uh, you and and you have to uh, to discover it and and and, and uh, traverse it across it uh, and you have many places to discover in this world to reach this one person to really understand why you were um, uh, led to the to the discovery of this shop, and um, and understand the, the truth about yourself as a as a player. Well put. It's a <laughs> fascinating, really engrossing, and there's, there's again again more trite terms, but I can't think of anything else to describe this extraordinary adventure game. I believe at its core, that's what it is. There's a lot more to it, but really, it's really an amazing uh, adventure game involving, well, basically, well, we'll talk about it a bit later, but you're, you're not safe, basically. You're not safe. Really, you should not have entered that shop at all. should have just walked by and like, oh, that's, that's a thing. Okay, fine. Um, there's some weird noises, good noises going in there. You know what? I'm just going to turn around and leave. Then it would have been a very dull game. You're just walking down that way. But no, you walk in because you're human, you're curious, and it all goes south from there. Not in a bad way, but kind of. And it does generally feel there's a sense of malevolence. I definitely felt it, whether it's deliberate or not, but I've got a sense mm -hmm. of just like my. There's a little voice in my head saying, Get out! Just yeah. leave, and it's the way you portrayed that is just, there's just voices. I don't see anyone. Just leave. You know? <laughs> but at um, the same time, we wanted to give the feeling that even if it's it's a bit scary, mm. there's a force uh, 
uh, and you cannot escape and you have to uh, there's a force move, uh, moving you forward um, yes yes there is yeah, yeah. I mean the, the whole little puzzle of opening the little secret door that was wonderful that was just yeah it's just and the whole point when you pick up a like, chess piece and something happens I won't say what but it's just like oh what's that doing there and you pick it up and they start you know the wonderful wonderful stuff but before I delve into that, we would mention the puzzles. There are puzzles upon puzzles. Yeah. yeah. And and I believe Mask Maker is anchored around encouraging lateral thinking all of the time. And it's also letting the player feel that they are outsmarting their tormentors, for mm. whatever a better word. They are better than that. They're smarter. You're yeah. more important. You, you're special. You're not one run of the mill. You can do things others cannot. And indeed, yeah. you're told this by your tormentors. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to name them, but they are there. And I want to want you to to. How have you found designing the world and its interaction with the player to encourage them to think that they are outsmarting it? How have you found designing that? Mm. It's something we we have played a little bit with in our previous game, uh, Shaman's Tale, where um, uh, the the the, na- the narrator uh, where uh, li- uh, was leading you through the story and was knowing more than what you already knew, but in a way, uh, the only the only way for this narrator. To move forward and uh, and being helped because he was in need of help was uh, was to was to ask kindly uh, the the player to do some uh, some things and move forward and and uh, and um, and because there was also in this game a really strong link between you as the player and this narrator um, yeah the. The only way to uh, to to move through the game to finish it uh, was to um, to collaborate in a way with this uh, narrator. But with uh, with Massmaker, so it, it was the the concept was a little bit similar, and the, but we wanted to to go a little bit further and uh, further and create uh, some dissonance uh, between the um, how the narrator uh, reacted to the. Or, or uh, try to uh, react to the to the player, and and what he seemed to really think. Uh, so there are some kind of uh, d- uh, double entendre or double meaning in his uh, in his way, because we it, it's pretty clear that we cannot really trust him. So when even if we if he says well well uh, well done my friend uh, it's really great uh, uh, you have done an amazing job he's, he's always complimenting you. But you always feel that you cannot really trust him, and is is not uh, saying that because he really thinks, but because he has some, something he wants to, um, uh, because he has he has a purpose behind it. Um, yeah, it's an agenda. There's like a theme, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, they're like, oh yeah, oh you think you got this? Like yeah, so I I meant you to do that. That's fine. Well done. And then you, yeah. when you do, and then like, and you can hear it in his so voice. It creates, like, uh, an no. interesting tension, I feel, uh, because. You don't want the the game just to say, "Hey, you did a good job," of, uh, literally. 
the, the the player knows he's been able to to finish uh, the the puzzle, so he, he he doesn't really want to have someone saying uh, great, even if it's uh, if in some part of our brain it's it's uh, it's always uh, good to to have a tap in in the back, but um, I think it's more interesting if uh, while this narrator says uh, well great uh, you you've done a great job. Uh, something um, uh, beneath it uh, creates a, a, a yeah more meaningful uh, relationship between uh, you as a player and this narrator, and the true uh, purpose. Uh, and, and so you understand that uh, th this purpose um, he he has uh, behind his uh, his nice sentences. Um, yeah, as a uh, as an is more important, and that's what you want to discover, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, and that's how you you encourage the player to, to you know, engage with the world. It's, a, it's very clever. It's very clever. Um, my next question is this. Now, Mask Maker requires the player to use devices they find in the world in ways only a VR game can actually represent. Uh, properly uh, the best example of this is I find that when you have to make a mask out of a block of wood and you have to chisel mm. it out from the block of wood and you mm -hmm. have to hammer it with the hammer and chisel I mean not in detail not in like you have to do it actually that would take hours but no it, it, you just knock it out it's a magical chisel that suddenly you build this mask based on a, a, a like a, a blueprint of a yeah. mask um that's one example. How have you found, um, and it sounds like this is a thing you do anyway by default, but how have you found exploiting this and encouraging this sort of interaction with objects? Because after all, in VR, the player has two hands and a head through which they can sort of, and eyes to, to swivel around with. How have you found, what, what kind of things have you found yourself delving into and exploiting more than other more traditional video game interactions? Mm. What have you done to encourage this without basically hitting the player over the head with it? Yeah, um, Yeah. as you said, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty natural for me because if you don't do this, uh, it doesn't make sense to, to make a VR experience. Uh, if you want a player to, I think you, you can do many things with the controller uh, um, on the screen in your couch and, and really empower people that way. Um, and uh, if you want to, to do a VR experience, um, it's, uh, it needs to be a lot more engaging and I would say more uh, organic uh, how you approach um, interactions and how how you approach uh, the uh, being inside that world, uh, that that, that, vi that virtual world, and how you interact with it. So you are, are you, and because you have this really uh, these controllers that that have a really um, fine uh, like a tracking system, it it would be a really a pity if you don't use it to create more uh, granular uh, interactions. The thing is, uh, it can be really time-consuming in terms of development. Uh, and if, if you want to, to have each and every interaction in the game to be uh, 
really granular and 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 tactile um, you don't you cannot because uh, unless you're you're uh, you're you're valve and, and you do alpha felix uh, <laughs> you uh, you you do uh, a 10 minute experience um, so we had to choose our battles and and we decided to to have certain parts of the game where uh, the interaction is more elaborate and more organic and we decided to focus on the interactions in the in the workshop where uh, you, you you create the, the, the masks and, um, and the example you, you choose is really a good one because we the the system we we developed to um, uh, for the the chiseling of the of the masks bases or matrices as we call them mm. uh, is a really uh, it's a pretty complex system we've worked on uh, several weeks to to be able to uh, to create the feeling that uh, you're a little bit like a sculptor, even if obviously you're not, uh, but the feeling is there. Um, and if we would give you like red chisel and hammer, you probably uh, would do nothing with it. But it's a game, uh, so the idea the idea is to convey the feeling uh, without it being too uh, comp- uh, complex. So you you feel like a sculptor, and that's the that's what we wanted to to bring in other um, like parts of the game, uh, and especially the the crafting uh, as well. It really need leads neatly on to because oh, I want to talk about the workshop because I play a lot of different games, and even a lot of the games now have. I've found different stages to them, not in stages as in different levels, but different in- interactions. Like, for example, the Total War games, there's, an, there's a relevance here, um, Total War <laughs> games have, have a big overworld map yeah, go ahead. Of, the, of the great, like, the great sort of like grand scheme of things, and then you go zoom in and then you have the battle. Yeah. And I feel that there's a little bit of that going on here because I find the pacing is lovely very subtle way of going okay you've been marching around out in the world or world one of the worlds you've encountered Mm -hmm. let's pop back into the rather enclosed Mm. and almost oppressive little workshop and i love i love the fact that there's a little sleeping cot in Mm. the workshop (laughs) as if like did you use it chris no i haven't used it yet because i'm so engrossed in making in making them but that is a real I should try. It. You're right. I, I just I looked at it. And I went, well, there's a there's a there's a work ethic I don't want to be part of. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, you do long, you know, long hours in the workshop. That's long right. hours in the workshop, which you, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is you know, it's even still, uh, I, yeah, work life balance. I think developers can uh, relate to, to, to that. In a way. Absolutely, yeah. I just love that. And that all these little, it just feels like you know, the world sort of. You're entrapped. You are trapped. I mean, they did lock you in this. They, whatever they are. I mean, I, I do love the spirits in there when they say things. You go, oh look, he's got a new mask. Like, please yeah. shut up. Just, just. They don't annoy me, but I just got the feeling of they're just so patronising. But I know why, because they've been there for ten, twenty, thirty, maybe hundreds of years. Yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. like they're just they they're they're slightly mad because of course yeah, they are, yeah. they, and <laughs> um, they and they, they want just, to be released. Yeah, they want to be released. They want to like, please, could, could we just die? And we just get that, and, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, anyway, the workshop. Um, there are aspects to it and interactions with it, and it is, I find, 
that it's it's the core of Mask Maker. Of course it is. Clues in the title. But how did that come about? Why was the why did you make it? And I think you answered this already, but let's talk about it a little bit more. But the idea of having all these different moving parts and it's quite complicated to most. I mean, you've got little paint, um, you know, mixing units. You've got the you've got the uh, the patterns that you draw down from the ceiling. Yeah. That was fantastic. Although when I first did, I got trapped behind it because <laughs> I, I grabbed it and went, oh, okay. Then this big thing sort of landed in front yeah. of me. Uh, I need to yeah. go to the other side of this thing. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's um, no all of that stuff. It was so intricate. How, how have you? How did that come about? Talk us through why. The the, the 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 focus a lot of the t- the time and space because you're not moving you're in this one little tiny poorly lit workshop no offense but it is poorly lit mm-hmm. um so you know dingy little workshop basement workshop no less um, um, how did, you know why, yeah. why is it why is the world anchored around that so there are different things uh first one being the, the inspiration behind it the the inspiration is actually come from my uh, my childhood um because my uh, my father had a workshop um in the in the house uh, where we lived and uh, a lot of the the atmosphere um and the 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 not well lit uh, atmosphere <laughs> uh, and the, and the, the the fact that you feel a little bit like uh, in a, not claustrophobic but uh, like in a, a, a small like cocoon um, a small dark cocoon mm. uh, it's uh, it's it's the feeling I had at least when I was a kid when I was sneaking in, sneaking into the the workshop to Either to watch my my father um, doing uh, uh, stuff or myself trying to do stuff, <laughs> and uh, so I have a really uh, strong memories of that. I wanted to bring it to the game, and so the, the atmosphere of the, of the workshop in the in the Mask Maker game is really inspired by 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 that. And I want and and the other so. As you as you mentioned, uh, we we really tried in the game to create um, uh, a, a, stri- uh, a, str- a striking contrast between the worlds, the really the, the feeling of, of openness and uh, and vistas you can have in the in the in the world in the different worlds of the mass cream. Yeah. And uh, the this uh, dark cocoon, as I said, uh, of the workshop and doing back and forth with this. Each time, it's it's like um, a rain, uh, reenacting the feeling uh, of discovering this, this this place and the and the feeling it conveys of uh, either of, of uh, being inside this little room with uh, with wood everywhere and and tools uh, and it's on and growing uh, and in a really different way. Uh, when you put the mask and are and are um, transported in a huge landscape, uh, the engrossing feeling of being in, in front of, of great vistas, and all the game is um, yeah is based on, on this uh, switching from these two different really strong emotions uh, that uh, space can convey, and this really stark contrast between between spaces. So I, I really wanted to play with this. So I'm glad you you uh, you really. Um, uh, you, you found that it, it was uh, compelling uh, in, in the game. 
and and uh, and to come back a little bit with the the design of the workshop itself mm. and the tools yeah it's yes, um, yes. it's uh, i would say it's it's a really uh, like iterative process we had uh, based on the feeling i wanted to convey and uh, and also the game mechanics with the with the mask making uh, we started with a really rough, like uh, um, uh, like a gray boxing uh, with, with with tools on, on the side. On, on on the other end, we tried to work with the besides the mechanic on the atmosphere, and then we 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 started to put things together, and uh, and 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 um, step by step, uh, each and every uh, um, like. Uh, Milestone we had in the game, we the the workshop evolved and 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 was uh, improved in in terms of uh, our uh, of the the workflow in a way you had uh, in terms of mass making how the the tools were placed. Uh, we try to really uh, yeah make a, create a feeling of of flow uh, and 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 and, lo- and losing track of time of being being in that place. Yeah, there's no clocks. Brilliant. Yeah. No of course there isn't a clock. No ticking clock, no nothing. Why would you want that? It would just distract you. It's the last thing you want. Exactly. But uh, no, very clever. And I, just, I just love the fact that you've got little pigeonholes everywhere for all little like uh, ingredients or things yeah. you add to masks. Wonderful stuff. Um, so yeah, In, I, in I, a way, I, you're like uh, creating a, a recipe, um, like making food. Uh, yeah. So we tapped a little bit also in the in the fact that in VR you you want to have uh, stuff close to you and interact with things just by uh, uh, by extending your arm yes. and grabbing things. So that's where that's why we decided to have this like uh, rotunda kind of um, design of the of the um, of the mask crafting table. I also like the the mask mount as well. That you can pull it forward and pull it towards yeah. you and work on it, and that's really clever. It's really good. So, last question of the second half. I know all good things must yeah, come to yeah, an yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, here we are. So, despite the advanced interface that Mask Maker boasts, and the you know very contemporary design sensibilities that you have by building it. I definitely got a sense that there's a lot of drawn from older games, like point-and-click adventures, puzzle adventures, that kind of thing, from the 1990s. I grew up with that. Well, I grew up with I played a lot of them, you know, that kind of thing, from that period. There were these extraordinary action adventures, I think. Like um, LucasArts games. Yeah, LucasArts games and Myst and stuff like that. Those yeah. kind of weird little like CD-ROM games because they, yeah. they had all that space but they didn't know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> and some for good and some for ill. But um, I'm just going to ask you, Balthazar, just straight up, how much have you drawn from those games? Uh, I think it's it's pretty inconscious because um, because uh, I didn't have a specific uh, inspiration in mind when we started uh, Massmaker. Mm. Uh, but of course, I, as I grew up with these games uh, like Myst and Monkey Island, I was uh, really um, like nurtured by uh, by the by the, this kind of game design and. Also, the the tongue in cheek 
approach. Um, so it, it's not really relevant in, in Massmaker because it's, it's less of a tongue-in-cheek game. But yes, the, the is, previous yeah. one uh, we did, uh, Shaman's Tale, uh, as a really, uh, strong, uh, I think, is is more um, even more um, like uh, close to these kind of LucasArts uh, point-and-click games. And, yeah. and and Massmaker may be more close to uh, Myst uh, because you have this uh, feeling of uh, a world that is um, abandoned in a way, and you have to to make it uh, uh, to make it work again, like uh, like it was be- before, uh, yeah. long, long yeah. time ago. Uh, so and I I really like the feeling of discovery you have in these games. Um, and uh, yes, uh, that, that's probably why you you feel uh, there's maybe uh, some um, uh, some link. Yeah, because I remember playing those on my Windows PC ninety five back in the day, and thinking, oh, this is amazing. And I always have to catch myself when I say myth, because sometimes I say myth. I go, no, Chris, that was the myth. bungee game. <laughs> that was the bungee game. Sorry, keep on getting mixed up. And, and but, uh, I, would, <laughs> I, I, I would like to add is that yes, yes. Um, uh, so today in, on, on the on, on the VR platforms we, we have a lot of action games. So I think there there's a, and and it's true that there are also a lot of puzzle games. But in comparison to the action game like uh, zombie zombie shooters or shooters even in general, I think there's really uh, a lack of. Uh, of more like a contemplative experience, a poet, a poetic experience, uh, where uh, where you you feel uh, drawn to uh, to a strong uh, story. So as in our space as a studio, we we want to be there to provide uh, um, this kind of experience, especially because we 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 don't see uh, enough um, in in the VR. In, yeah, in the, on the VR platforms. Yeah, and it's 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 as an obvious platform for it, and not every game has to be Beat Saber. Everyone, not that there's yeah. anything wrong with Beat Saber. He stresses, um, but you know, it's it doesn't. You know, it's you're right. It's a perfect perfect medium for what they were trying to do that 30 years ago, but they didn't have the technology. But now we do. Why wouldn't you? There were the, all those things, all those inter- the puzzles and interactions that were encouraging you to be in this world, but they couldn't quite do it because you were still a person sitting in front of a screen. Whereas yeah, now actually, actually... Mist uh, has been uh, remastered in VR. I haven't played it. Oh, it has. It yeah. has. I do not know that. Yeah. Mm, not surprised. Not surprised. I'll have to investigate. Although I still preferred Myth. There I go again. <laughs> <laughs> so... Mask Maker, which is developed yeah. by Inner Space VR, yeah, and published by Madison Wells Media Interactive, yeah, is out now on Oculus Rift and Quest via Link Cable, yeah, which is exactly. how I played it, and is also and available PSVR. on PSVR. And I've got a list of it out here because it's all in the press release, so I'm, I'm fairly certain it's safe. Uh, <laughs> HTC Vive cool. and PC VR via Steam VR. Um, Balthazar, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks so much. And you're more than welcome to come back as a return guest to talk about yeah, whatever new thing you're, you're doing on. But until then, thank you so much. Thank you. You have been listening to the Sausage Factory podcast, part of the Cane and Rinse Collective. 
Support us for just two US dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash cane and rinse for early, extended, and exclusive podcasts. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and at our website, caneandrinse.com.